What is up, my sunlight samurais? We've all heard about solar hump used to increase your DHT. How effective is it? Maybe quite effective. Well, I'm going to show you how effective solar hump is and what you should avoid when it comes to DHT optimization, as well as seven ways, delicious ways, how you can consume solar hump for higher levels of DHT. Let's dive in. All right, so this is the article that I wrote on solar hump and DHT. Link will be in the description if you want to check it out. Spend more time digesting it. Let's dive in. So sorghum on DHTA. Why do we want high levels of DHT? Well, during adulthood, DHT enhances libido, improves cervations, shortens refractive period, helps against depression and anxiety, gives you a harder, leaner look, better muscle mass that looks harder, and much more. DHT is really important, and when you block it with, for example, 5-alpha-reductase, you have a very high risk of getting side effects. So sorghum on DHT is basically one study that looked at sorghum and how it increased DHT, and they compared it to rice bread. So sorghum increased DHT, or 5-alpha reductase, by 54%. Rice bran inhibited it by 92%. Massive reduction in 5-alpha uh, reductase here. And they tried to figure out, like, what was that factor that inhibited 5-alpha reductase, and they found out it's most likely the linoleic acid, so omega-6, omega that the dose-dependently inhibited 5-alpha reductase. So the more they added to the cell cultures, this was in vitro, the more stronger inhibitory effect it had. So it was like over 90% uh, of the, the largest dose of linoleic acid they used. So this is obviously not just specific to a rice bran, but also any other food that's high in uh, linoleic acid as well. So the highest foods was obviously like cottonseed oil and the... Um, the vegetable seed oils. So the more you have of those oils in your food and your diet, the more linoleic acid you're consuming. And so I'm not a big fan for eliminating all uh, high proof of foods. You still have eggs, nuts are still acceptable. Like as long as you eat unrefined foods, it's not ultra processed. Even if you get some bufa, it's freaking fine. It's freaking fine. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so sorghum, there are compounds in sorghum that can stimulate 5-alpha reductase, right? Type 1. That can lead to higher levels of THD. And the other way takeaway is that linoleic acid inhibits 5-alpha reductase in a dose-dependent response. Right, so here are seven ways how you can consume your sorghum. First one is sorghum bread. You can literally just buy uh, sorghum bread. So some companies make sorghum bread, you can buy that and have that as an alternative to regular wheat bread. Or you could just buy the sorghum um, flour and make your own bread if you do that. And uh, so regular bread made from wheat, and some people are sensitive to it, and some people don't even know that they're sensitive to it. And so that can lower your DHT and cause androgen resistance. So gluten sensitivity can dramatically lower DHT and cause androgen resistance. So the average DHT in men declined from 98 nanograms per deciliter to 54 nanograms per deciliter. Men with celiac disease have the same level of DHT as an 80-year-old man, even without any villous, villous atrophy. And then DHT declines further as the villous atrophy. So basically in your intestine, the small intestine, you have this villi, it's like these little finger-like thingies, that absorbs the nutrients from the food that you eat that's already digested, right? So when there's inflammation in your small intestine, these fingers shrink up, and then you get nutritional deficiencies because you can't absorb the nutrients from the small intestine. So this is this villous atrophy. So gluten causes that. The more inflammation causes, the more it shrinks your villi. And you can see like your DHT drops with age, 
And then we have celiac disease. And this is DHD. So DHD drops stage. So even with no villus atrophy, these guys had a DHT level of same guys like an um, 80-year-old right there, right? And the more your villi started to atrophy with more gluten se as, mm, a sensitivity, like the more severe the condition was, the more their DHT dropped. So it could be like, okay, these guys had no destructions of villi, but their DHT was like extremely low. So it could be that gluten could be tanking your DHT regardless if you're having a sensitivity to it or not. So this is why sorghum might actually be a really good alternative because you're, you know, not having the gluten and sorghum can help to increase your DHT. So that's like a very nice trade right there. And you can try sorghum porridge. So just the way you would make oats or anything else, this is how you would do it. You can add some honey, butter, sorghum syrup, cinnamon or fruit to spice it up a bit. The other one is sorghum syrup. So instead of using maple syrup or instead of using molasses, uh, honey, maybe you can use sorghum syrup. So maybe you can even mix the sorghum 50-50 with honey. You know, that would also make a good balance right there. You can do the pancakes. So instead of making the bread or whatever, you could just make pancakes or waffles. You can even pop the sorghum grain like popcorn. So that's quite a good way to consume it. The other one is else, um, the extract. You can make your own extract or you can buy one. So Life Extension offers a blood sugar control supplement with a sorghum extract that you can buy there. Or you can just like buy the flour or the seeds and like grind in themselves and just add alcohol to the batch and like make your own extract. That's also a good way. You can even do sorghum beer. I don't think a lot of people know about sorghum beer, but you can make sorghum beer. <laughs> you can drink that. You can buy that. And so I think that's pretty good because, again, when you're having beer, you're having it made with gluten oftentimes. And again, you're having a sensitivity, you're dropping your testosterone, it's estrogenic, it's bad. But then when you have the sorghum beer, it could increase your testosterone and offset that estrogenic effect that beer would have. Very good. And there was another one that I didn't have on the list, but you can actually buy, um, they make like a sorghum cookie, right? So they pop the sorghum into a popcorn and then they smush it into like these rice cakes. But it's like, Sorghum popcorn rice cakes. So that's also pretty good. I think I listed it here. Sorghum cookies. All right. So you want to check the article. I got a link in there if you want to buy those. So in summary, sorghum could be a great way to increase your DHT. Um, the study was in vitro, so it's not human. So I can't guarantee that it will increase your DHT. But it's still a good food to have in your diet as it could be a really good replacement for gluten-rich foods if you're sensitive to it. And you still want to have some form of you know, flour in your diet because the sorghum is gluten-free, which is great. All right, guys, I hope this video was helpful and insightful. If you do plan on you know, trying any of those sorghum um, treats, whether it's beer or the waffles or whatnot, please try it out. Let me know what you think. If you tried it out, post it in the comments or go to my Taste of Tribe forum. Link will also be in the description. And go post it there. It would be really interesting to, for, for me, to, for you guys to share it with the community. All right, guys, I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.